Open Field Radio. Like, subscribe, share, and review wherever podcasts are found. Open Field Radio. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Where ag and life collide. Brought to you by Gow. Daniel Carmichael, Bear Flag Robotics and John Deere. Robot tractors. We talk it all right now. Hello, America, and a growing audience around the world. Welcome to Open Field Radio, raising the hip factor in agriculture. Such a cool show today, and a couple of firsts. First, Daniel Carmichael. He's back on our show. If you listen to season one of Open Field Radio, you know Daniel was on with Bear Flag Robotics just about a year ago. Since then, big news was Bear Flag Robotics was acquired by John Deere. That is big news. And now Daniel is back and he's our first guest to return to the show. So we're excited about that. Second part is he brought company with him. Yep, you know, when you start playing with the big boys, the big boys show up to make sure everything goes just right. So during the show today, you just might hear a little interjection here or there from Eric or Chad from John Deere, helping us keep our information and everything on track. Super cool, guys. We had a good time. Glad to have them as part of the show. Don't forget to check out openfieldradio.com. That's right, the home of Open Field Radio. All the episodes are there. All the photos are there the blog is there the playlists are there the whole thing it's a good time you can shoot us a message from there there's a message button at the bottom as well as a whatsapp button wherever you are you can get a hold of us i promise also going to be out and about well virtually out and about let's put it that way the fifth annual craft malt conference that's right i'm going to be there the virtual trade show that's this friday and saturday february 18th and 19th and next friday and saturday the 25th and 26th i'll be ducking in and out super happy this year that the craft malters guild included open field radio as part of their media outreach if you'd like more information on that virtual conference you can head to craftmalting.com our last episode of open field radio with ramiro ruiz jr our biggest episode to date thank you to everyone that listened it was it was incredible bottom line was it was amazing from all of us to all of you thanks for taking the time to listen daniel carmichael bear flag robotics and john deere robot tractors we'll get to it all in plus or minus 90 seconds I don't know about you, but it seems like everywhere I turn right now, there's something about jobs and the abundance of jobs available out there. Well, here's one to throw in the mix. Skip the job. How about a career at Gowan? Maybe you're in agriculture. Maybe you're in science. Maybe you're none of that. Check it out at gowanco.com careers. Great opportunities available, and they're all cool. Careers right here in America and around the world. Come see it for yourself. That's gowanco.com careers. And tell them you heard it on Open Field Radio. So you know when you're digging around online and you find those lists of if you like this, then that, well, this one's pretty cool. Maybe it's one of those they know you buy the company you keep kind of things. But I found a list that said if you like open field radio, then you might like these podcasts. Check it out. How about Smartless with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett? Not bad. How about the Ben Shapiro show from the Daily Wire? How about Dateline NBC? How about the Daily Show from the New York Times? That's only the biggest podcast in the world. NPR News and Conan O'Brien's podcast. You know what? You know them by the company they keep. That's pretty good company. That's why you listen to Open Field Radio. (laughs) 
Open Field Radio Season 2, Episode 13 with Daniel Carmichael. It all starts right now. Daniel, you know what? I looked it up today. You were on our show last year, almost right now. You were Episode 12 of our first season. You are now Episode 13 of the second season, so pretty spot on. How you been? Mark, I've been great. Been great. Uh, yeah, some exciting things have changed obviously since then, but uh, yeah, I've been been good. We've been very busy here uh, at Bearfly. Yeah, you guys have. You know what's also cool is I would call you a friend of the show. You and I go back and forth on LinkedIn, and I see you in other places, and so it's just always nice to know that there's industry folks out there that we connect with, and that's cool. And you're the first guest to come back on the show. So that's pretty cool to me, and uh, we welcome that anytime. So I hope your last 12 months has been as exciting as it appears to have been, and we'll get into all of that. When we met last year, my curiosity was piqued when, now we're in the Yuma, Arizona ag area here, and somebody came to me a year ago and said, holy cow, there are robot tractors in the field. And I laughed. I said, what? And they said, no, really, autonomous tractors out here being tested. And through another relationship that you and I have, uh, the folks at Parabug, I connected with you. Before we get into all the cool details and all the things, the other stuff, the excitement, what is the state of autonomous vehicles in agriculture right now? Well, it's here. When I say it's here, it's here in select environments, right? We've... uh We've been uh, testing quite vigorously in, in a, a number of different implements, different uh, geographies, different crop types. Um, so that being said, you know, it's in a very specific um, area where we can run completely unmanned, which is very exciting. Uh, working very quickly to go and tackle those other other crop types, other other areas in agriculture. But yeah, the thing is that uh, that you get to see down there in Yuma and other places, yeah, we're able to run, you know, completely unmanned. So. Uh, I would say for tillage, uh, we've got uh, a pretty big foothold. Uh, that being said, we, we do still make mistakes every day, and we learn from those mistakes, but um, it's, it's much further along even, even since we uh, last talked uh, a year ago. What's the, I guess for lack of a better word, what's the acceptance of this? Has this been a struggle, or has this been once they saw it, they were like, holy cow, we got to see more of this, or how's that go? Uh, acceptance is, is very high. Yeah, there's there's certainly always questions. There's always um, edge cases that uh, you know, people like to point out um, in different environments, but acceptance is very high. Um, you look to uh, a lot of the growers there in the Yuma area and, and up through the, the West Coast um, and really across agriculture in general, we've got um, uh, quite a labor shortage when it comes to agriculture. And so this is just one of the tools that uh, growers can use um, to help in that uh, uh help with that labor shortage issue. Well, that was my next question because I thought, you know, if this speaks to anything, along with the the practicality of it, the the labor aspect of it has got to be a, a giant selling point for it. Yeah, absolutely. People are, um, you know, the public is, is kind of um, misinformed sometimes when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the availability of labor in agriculture. Um, you know, they think that uh, there's this long line of, of people that are just waiting to get into agriculture, and that's and that's uh, certainly not the case. You mentioned tillage. Is that the biggest the biggest spot for it right now? Is that where you see the most gain? Yeah, certainly right now, that's the easiest task I would say for for autonomy to tackle. Um, but along with that, we are working you know, in in row and in, in crop, you know, cultivating, doing a number of different tasks. Um, and it will go, you know, through the entire stack here uh, as we progress here going forward. But uh, 
tillage is, is a great, great starting point and great uh, spot to learn a lot of lessons without uh, having to worry about the crops around. Sure. No, that makes perfect sense. Let's back up a little bit for the listeners that may not have kept up with this topic. Where did and how long has the idea of autonomous vehicles in agriculture, how long has this been kicking around? Oh, that's a good question. One one I probably can't answer I know John Deere has, has had a number of different projects in the past um, looking at, at, uh, at autonomy and, and other companies as well. I, I, I couldn't even begin to speak to that. I know that uh, we, we do get uh, footage, sometimes even black and white footage of, of people that have had a you know, different project that, that have attempted um, autonomy in some form of another um, so I'd say it's it's been a, it's been around for quite some time. The future is now, or at least it feels like it. I don't know, but when I hear this, all I can think of is things like the Jetsons when I was a kid, right? And everybody had those cool flying cars and robot housekeepers. Well, according to Gizmodo.com, the vision for the future from the golden age of futurism that'd be 1958 to 1963, as they looked ahead and thought, hmm, what's the future going to hold? Their list was not too terribly far off. Some of them were pretty spot on. Check this out. Number one, solar-powered cars. Well, okay, that one's all right. How about robot warehouses? Hmm, that one's pretty close. Supersized crops, push-button education, jetpack mailman, a highway to Russia, wristwatch TVs, a one-world job market, driverless cars, computerized desks for the home, and factory farms. Well, it feels like once... The door was cracked open. You know, the future came running right at us, if you know what I mean. It's like, holy cow, because now, I mean, I see all kinds of wacky gadgets and things that we'd fall into the autonomy side of things surfacing every day. Of course. Yeah, there's a lot of enabling technologies that uh, are out there today that, uh, that make this all possible, for sure. Well, you mentioned John Deere. Let's just go right at it. Bear Flag and John Deere have a new relationship from a year ago. We didn't talk about this at all a year ago. So where did this come from and what is it today? Yeah, sure. This is a very, very exciting time in, in, in Bear Flag uh, history. We have uh, yeah, been acquired, you know, as of last August, working now you know, strictly on autonomy for Deere. So basically, you know, Deere had its own autonomy program uh, ongoing for a number of years. And uh, the exciting thing um, now that we get to work on is with those with those teams through Deer on autonomy, specifically, you know what they're doing in the Midwest. Um, so we're taking kind of the best of breed, best of engineers, and we're combining uh, everything that we had been working on uh, with what they had been working on, and that's uh, that's kind of what's getting rolled out here in in, in market today. Um, so it's going to be yeah a number of different things, and, and we get to work on a lot of exciting projects here uh, going forward. Um, which has got uh, people really pumped up uh, on the uh, on the bear flag side. Also, hiring we've been uh, we've been hiring at a at a pretty big clip here too uh, since acquisition. And so, all all uh, with the uh, the focus on autonomy here um, when it comes to um, really the, the the corn soy production system and uh, and beyond. You're listening to Open Field Radio. If you haven't heard it, it's new to you, right? Gowan USA has a broad selection of herbicides, fungicides, and insecticides to deliver customized solutions for your crops. Gowan provides the right programs to fit your unique needs, standing behind our products with expert service and support. 
And Gowan USA is family-owned and operated right here in the United States of America for over 55 years. That's a long time. Check it out for yourself at GowanCo.com. And now you know. I feel like the more shows we do, the more we get to know each other. You know what I mean? I know you. You know me. Oh, look, we're just regular people, right? And when it comes to promoting open field radio, I need regular people to tell other regular people this show is happening. So tell somebody. Knock on somebody's door. Call them up. Send them a text, whatever. And tell them you're listening to open field radio and by golly they should be too it'll be awesome i promise because that's what friends do at open field radio my name is james little i'm right outside idaloo texas and i'm listening to open field radio quick shout out to some folks we know are listening to open field radio big hello to hopkins minnesota oxnard california san luis arizona biddeford maine west hollywood california and babane swaziland thanks for listening from the gowan global studio deep inside the lee hotel this is open field radio so is Bear Flag now a division of John Deere? Are you a department of? Are you still an independent working with? Or are you acquired by? <laughs> a lot of questions. Acquired by, subsidiary. I'll, I'll defer to the others on the call to, to correct me there. But I think it's, a, I think it's a, yeah, we're a subsidiary okay. of, much like, much like Blue River uh, is as well. Yeah, I think the way we denote it is a wholly owned subsidiary of John Deere. That's cool. super cool. There it is, the voice from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and there you heard it right there chad from john deere jumping in giving us a little clarification on the relationship between bear flag robotics and john deere always good to have the right information yeah you know, that's really cool and in my head it may be different but in my head it's much like we here with nasa right now nasa brings in so many out so many outsources to help make the space program go on and which i see I would think it's a similar parallel here in the sense that John Deere and other companies, I'm sure, are working very hard to keep technology moving forward and realizing there are great companies and smart people and you know, thinkers out there that need to be brought in to make those things happen as well. Job opportunities. Last time you and I talked, Bear Flag was hiring like crazy 12 months ago. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. we promoted that a big deal on the show and the yeah. need for that. Yeah. So that's it's still a deal, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'd encourage anyone to check out uh, our uh, our career page on our website. Actually, the CES announcement back in January has helped that immensely. We've got a lot of very talented people uh, coming through the door now uh, looking to work on this autonomy problem here in agriculture. So that's exciting. Uh, CES, you guys were at CES? Yeah, we had some of the Bear Flag members at CES along, alongside with the Deer and the Blue River folks as well. So that was a very exciting day in the, in the Bear Flag and, and John Deere, I think, uh, to speak for them as well. Uh, world so what a great place for an announcement and to be seen that's a giant 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 event holy cow how giant of an event you ask well let's look at this according to the 2019 attendance records the ces show consumer electronics show in las vegas 182,000 attendees. That's a big convention. Now, if you're not familiar with CES, yes, the Consumer Electronics Show, it's been around since the 60s. But boy, in the last 20 years and probably the last 15 years, it has really, really, really grown in the public eye. It's the place to be and the place to be seen where consumer electronics are concerned. So your TVs and your home stereo systems and your whatever's going on, your iPhone, but also big industry technology as well. And by the looks of the headlines from AutonomousWorld.com, John Deere debuts autonomous tractor, quote, one giant robot. 
CES would be just the place to do that. What's the future look like with autonomy and agriculture? Is it going to just continue to keep growing at this pace? Will it level out at some point here and we'll just get used to seeing it or being around it? Well, I think all of the above. It's, it's certainly going to be picking up. Um, we've got uh, a number of really exciting projects that we're working on right now that are going to be brought to market here very soon. And I think, yeah, I think it will become commonplace here very soon in agriculture. Um, it's certainly being welcomed. You know, I get to talk with growers uh, on a daily basis and we get uh, some incredible feedback from them. And, and, and uh, there's certainly a, a very big appetite for autonomy uh, when it comes to uh, specific tasks in, in agriculture. Let's look at this. Me to you. Autonomy, autonomous vehicles, all those kind of things. Big buzzword right now. Man, you hear it everywhere from making hamburgers to tilling fields for crying out loud. But with all of this fantastic hype that's going on, and I mean fantastic, I did a little research of my own, asked around, I know a few people, and got some interesting insight. Yes, autonomy, autonomous vehicles, autonomous tractors, robot tractors, are a big deal right now, and they are here, and they are probably here to stay. But the idea of this has been around a long time, and they are all but autonomous now. Now, maybe not to the degree of walking away and watching them, you know, till the field for you, but, you know, GPS and all those kind of things have been around for, what, a couple of decades now? Oh, and by the way, who helped spearhead that technology? And that was John Deere. And with that technology alone, you know what? They line that tractor up, push go, and off it goes to do its job and make that field just as perfect as it can be. Very cool. Love this technology. But just like your favorite Lego set, right? You start with this piece and you add a new piece on and a new piece on. And next thing you got, autonomous tractors. Obviously, human hand in agriculture, they go hand in hand. You know, the dirt and you kind of idea. How does this play in that mindset? I mean, people have you know varying degrees of of what they what they think autonomy is and the control they want over it. But uh, we have you know an incredible UI UX team that uh, delivers that kind of user experience that the uh, growers looking for. I think that um, you know to your point about the, the human hand, it's it's different for every grower really. You know there, there's there's uh, people that want lights out. There's people that want uh, you know, to have, you know, um, that ability to command and control that uh, that machine. And, and we're looking at all of those options. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And we joked before, I think, if I remember our last conversation, this is not a situation where the guy sets the tractor up, pushes go, and goes to lunch. There's always not somebody today. involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not today, not today, not, not, not today. But um, certainly very soon. That's the vision that we're working towards, and, and we're, uh, we'll be there very quickly. As you are... Talking with farmers and promoting this with growers and the ag industry in, in general, what's the biggest question you get? What's the thing that makes people scratch their head over this whole thing? I think, you know, it's it's a number of different things. It's um, They're quick to point out, you know, areas where we would have difficulty, um, and we like that. We want to hear that kind of feedback from growers so we know where we should be tackling uh, or, or where we should be allocating resources. But at the same time, it's, it's more of a curiosity. Um, you know, they want to see you know, how it's going to perform in all these specific areas. And so it's exciting to show them, you know, the kind of intelligence um, that we have today when it comes to specific vision systems or, you know, uh, a different way of handling fault interruptions in the field and interventions. So, yeah, it's, it's different for uh, for everybody, but uh, those are the, the, the top top things that come to mind. Biggest excitements and biggest concerns that you hear in feedback? Oh, certainly the biggest excitement is is uh, the time savings, right? Everybody has a value to their time. And so 
Um, when you can, we can, you can give a grower some time back. That's always a, that's always a big thing. Um, now you and I both know that they'll, they'll use that time for, uh, for other, other tasks on the farm generally, but, uh, that's probably the, the biggest thing. And then the other, the other thing that comes to mind is, is safety. Um, that's something that we keep, um, you know, at a very, very high regard, we, we want to make sure that it's safe. Um, and so the other point that we always like to make is just how, how safe and reliable these, these uh, pieces of equipment are. Run me through it again, because that's actually really impressive. The level of fail safes in this, I, it, to me, they go way above and beyond. Can you run me through that? Well, sure. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's a number of different things and not, uh, not to take into account, you know, where we're at today, but you know, what we're building is a system that, uh, you know, is certainly aware of its surroundings, but it's also, you know, within a, a fence, so to speak. So it can never go outside of, you know, its field boundary. So of course, you know, operating safely within that boundary and knowing you know, what surroundings are is important, you know, for, from a safety standpoint, but then using those same sensors to detect job quality, uh, and, and faults in the implement or, or, uh, different mechanical uh, issues is, is um, probably some of the biggest things that, uh, that we're working on there when it comes to uh, you know, safety and job quality. And when it comes to autonomy and John Deere tractors, is this scalable for any model kind of idea? Uh, not today. We're going to be focusing on the, the 8R platform, um, but, uh, but who knows? You know, it, uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of exciting uh, possibilities in the future uh, on other models and other crop types, but uh, right now we're we're focused on that that eight series, and uh, we'll be quickly uh, moving to, to other areas there. Well, you know, it's just a matter of time before that guy in suburbia America watches that tractor drive around his yard, and he can hardly wait. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, I'm, I'm in that same camp. I'm right. in that same camp. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that would be a pretty cool day. It's very Jetsons at that yeah. point. How many folks at Bear Flag now? How many employees are in Bear Flag? Uh, I think we're yeah we're pushing above 30, 40. I I, I don't even know now. We, we I know we hired uh, yeah like I think five five new people in the past two weeks, and so yeah, I couldn't even give you that number off the top of my head right now. It's growing fast. It's growing fast. I'm sure. Let me ask because last week we had on the show uh, Ramiro Ruiz Jr., who is a field mechanic for Dole. Super cool guy and a great episode. And you happen to know him at least through social media. I think you guys have actually met, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's come out. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Where does this technology play with the guys that are the wrench-turning guys, the guys that keep everything moving forward for the farmer mechanically? How does this technology play with for them, and how do they interact with it? Well, I think that, uh, you know, that's a great question in the same way, in much the same way, you know, the, the dealership and, and the Ramiro's of the world are still very much a necessity. You know, things do still break. Um, I would say that there's, there's even a, uh, higher degree of, uh, technical knowledge, uh, involved in those, um, in those job types today, which I think is a good thing too. um, up-leveling, you know, mechanics and other people is, is, is exciting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, it's, it just shows you that, um, even with all this technology, there's still a need for, uh, mechanics, technicians, all those, uh, all those people. Does a mechanic become half IT guy at the same time? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there, there's certainly, there, there's no question. There are, there are a lot more sensors, a lot more, um, technology involved, but, uh, you know, that being said, there's still mechanical pieces. Yeah, there's still tractors. Uh, there's still, there's still tractors, right? And so. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be both 
and uh, I, I would just say too, you know, Romero's great. I mean, I, I've met him you know, a handful <laughs> of times, and and I would say his attitude towards agriculture and passion there is is is, is exciting. And uh, we need we need more more Ramiro's in this world. <laughs> we do, we do. His yeah, his his attitude is is off the charts. So now, as I put interviews and questions and things together for shows like this, I have to keep in mind that there is information that someone is just not going to tell me. That happens pretty much on a daily basis in my world. But in all seriousness, technology and all those kind of things, along with farming and competition and everything else, we know there are trade secrets. We know there is information that is just not going to be let loose. And that's never my intent. I promise you that. Nor is it my intent to put a guest in a spot where they go, Oh, no. Now what do I say? But at the same time, it is a little fun once in a while when you stumble into it. What's the most exciting thing you see laying out there ahead of you as you guys grow and continue? Uh, most ex- most exciting thing that I can talk about. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. There's, uh, man, there's so many. Yeah. I would just say, gosh, boy, this is where I could get myself in trouble. Sure. I, I, I think sure. That, no need for I that. I think that when I see, when I see uh, the resources that uh, a company like Deer has available to them. I think that uh, w- what's exciting to me is just how fast uh, we're moving right now. I mean, we did move fast as a startup, but uh, I mean, I mean, now it's like we've got, you know, we've got some jet fuel here and we're just, we're lightning afterburners. Um, so what, what's exciting uh, to me is just, I think how fast uh, we're going to be rolling all these, all these products out to market. Well, it feels like it's moving with jet fuel. It really, really does. Uh, let yeah. me back up a little bit. It just popped into my head, but I'm super curious. Where did the relationship between Bear Flag and John Deere come from? And what was the connecting point or with who or how did that work? Yeah, absolutely. So we were in their collaborator, I believe it was in 2017, 2018. You'll have to fact check me there. But we were in their, <laughs> in, in, in their collaborator and, uh, and John Deere, and you can see this they they uh, i believe it's a two or one year program where they bring in startups into their collaborator and uh, have this kind of you know idea share kind of environment um so it's exciting it uh again there's a number of different companies i think they just announced recently who the who the companies are in this uh this next round um, but that was where the introduction began so you guys were in the collaborator program that 12-month collaborator thing and it just grew from there yep. Yeah, and I think that I mean we always had a good relationship with Deer, um, and, and yeah, it, it definitely grew from there. And they saw that uh, you know the the rate in which we were moving and and uh, the customers, uh, and quite frankly, the the money we were making while we were um, going along with this. And so I think that that was exciting for them. So Daniel brought it up. Let the fact checking begin. And it's not by me. I promise. I trust everything Daniel says. That's fine. Nope. I told you we had folks listening to the show. And in this particular case, the fact checker was Chad Passman with John Deere. Here you go. I wouldn't say there was a fact check toward the end there on the startup collaborator. We started that program in 2018 and bear flags in the first cohort. Uh, which would have been the 2019 year. Daniel, John Deere is excited and proud to have Bear Flag as, as part of the family here. So uh, we couldn't be, couldn't be more excited. Coast to coast and around the world. You're listening to Open Field Radio. We keep our boots muddy and our ears tuned to the thorny challenges of agriculture. That just sounds cool, doesn't it? Because it's the truth. The Gowan Group is a global family-owned agriculture solution business headquartered in Yuma, Arizona. Gowan specializes in developing, marketing, and processing agricultural inputs such as crop protection products, seeds, 
and fertilizers. Gowan has grown markets in the majority of the agricultural regions globally. A deep respect for science and a passion for agriculture drives Gowan Company to help growers solve their critical pest and plant health issues. Let's say it together. Gowan Company. Let me start this by saying this is not a paid advertisement or something someone talked me into doing. This is just me, Mark, talking about something I really like. And what I really like right now are my brand new speakers in my studio here from IK Multimedia. The iLoud Micro Monitors. Whatever your listening status may be, so to speak, whether you work in a studio or you're at home or you need something great on your desk, I kid you not, these are mind-blowing. High-end sound without the high-end price, linear frequency response, zero coloration, transparency, headroom for days. To hear the truth, you need reference speakers that offer up, and these offer up. Do I sound excited? That's because I am. I'm mixing this very show on these speakers right now. They're that cool. Believe what you read. Believe the hype. The iLoud Micro Monitors from IK Multimedia. Check them out for yourself at ikmultimedia.com and tell them you heard it on Open Field Radio. This is Daniel Carmichael, Bear Flag Robotics, Newark, California. Season 1, Episode 12. It's alive! And you're listening to Open Field Radio. You know, staying accessible and connected is key to running a cool show like Open Field Radio. And sincerely, listeners are important. That means you. And because of that and the growth of the show around the world, you can now reach us on WhatsApp. And it's super simple. The easiest way, openfieldradio.com. At the very bottom, right there in the Contact Us section, there's a button that says WhatsApp. What do you know? Click that, shoot us a message. You know what? There's somebody at the other end of that that will gladly connect with you. We love to keep in touch because without you, we're just talking to ourselves. Stay connected because that's what friends do at Open Field Radio. Cool people having conversations about agriculture and life. Open Field Radio. And now back to Open Field Radio with our guest from Bear Flag Robotics and John Deere, Daniel Carmichael. In doing this, obviously, we're all excited about the success of it, and we love to see it, love to drive by the field and see it happening. Is there, yeah. uh, is there a hurdle to this where it is, uh, you go, you know what, we're ramping up like this. We get where the trajectory is going. At some point, is there a hurdle to this that is uh, bigger than starting it up? I don't think so. I mean, uh, of course, connectivity plays into everything we do, but, uh, but as every day goes by, the connectivity gets better and better. Um, you know, I think that there's certainly going to be hurdles that we come across, but I don't see any of them being insurpassable. Um, you know, for me personally, Mark, I think the exciting thing that, uh, that I take home every day is, is the possibility of the technology that we're working on, you know, to, to be used by my friends and family back home in the Midwest. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Illinois, um, still, still consider that to be my home. My wife and I hope to hope to be back there someday. And I think the exciting thing for me personally is that, uh, you know, very soon, um, you know, people you know, back in, in, my, in our farm community will have the ability to use this technology that we've all worked uh, very hard on. So for me, that's uh, that's exciting. You've been listening to Open Field Radio from Gowan Company. Like, share, subscribe, review. Everywhere podcasts are found. The views and opinions expressed by the guests of Open Field Radio are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of the program. All rights reserved. No duplication or redistribution without permission.